Welcome everyone. Today is Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Memchet. We will begin on Memchet Amur Aleph at the words Rabbi Yehuda Omer Afilu Ani Shibi Yisrael. It's about ten lines down on the page. Says the Gemara as follows: Yehuda, the Mishnah had said that according to Yehuda, even an Ani has to get at least at his funeral at least two Chalalin and one Mikornet, one Dirger. A Cholim, a person plays instruments. And a Quran is a person who says words of eulogy in a tune. According to Tanakama, a person is not chayav to do this for his wife. He only has to bury her. So it seems like Machloket is if a husband is very, very poor, what does he have to pay for his wife's funeral law then? Does he have to pay only for the actual burial, or also for the accompaniment, the two guys, the two three guys to perform at the funeral. If that's normal, then why would the Tanakhama say no? If it's not normal to have these people, you know, why would I say no? The case is where it's normal by him and not by her. So in other words, in the husband's family. They always have these, but the wise family know. When does it say that the wife has to be like the husband, that the husband has to support his wife the way he is? And she doesn't go down with him. When do we say that? That's only while they're alive together. But once they're death, once they're dead, law, then he can bury her the cheap way. So basically, the case is like this: in her family is very cheap, and they have cheap funerals. His family is expensive. Now, while they're alive, he, if he, his family, and him and his family drive uh, uh, fancy cars, then he can't tell her, his wife, "Well, your family takes, you know, drives Hondas. We're going to drive the Mercedes." No, he has to get the Mercedes too. But if she, if uh, that's only when they're alive, maybe Tanakam says. But once she's dead, once she's dead, now I don't have to give you like my family, I'll give you like your families, because now you're dead. Buddha holds even after you're dead, therefore, even the, de- at the, the death, you have to get both those things. That the halacha is that even when she's dead, when she's dead, he still has to treat her like him. A woman who became foolish. She, she lost her sense. Betin, so the, I'm sorry, it's talking about a guy who went crazy. So Betin will go sell his stuff and take care of his wife and his sons and his daughters. And they'll also give the money for something else. What does that mean, something else? Over there, when a guy... What's the difference between a guy who goes crazy and a guy who goes overseas? When a guy goes overseas, Betin will go into his bank account and give money for his wife, but not for his children. And not for anything else. 
How come over here you do get the varachir and you do get the, the, the food for the sons and daughters? What's the difference if it's the guy went crazy or the guy went overseas? Isn't there a big difference between a guy who leaves on his own where he could have said, take care of my kids. Since he didn't say so, he doesn't have to, be, he doesn't have to do it. It means he doesn't want to. We're talking about older kids. Aval, his wife, he has no choice. He has to do it, therefore we do it. But when a guy went crazy, we, right, he couldn't, give, he couldn't give instructions, therefore there's a difference. Now the says, my davarachet, in both Mishnayot, we mentioned davarachet, something else. What is this something else? That's right. This means that he has to buy her perfume. Rabbi Yosef says, no, yeah, we don't give sedaka for him. If the guy went overseas, he doesn't give sedaka. The one who says, Tachshit, we definitely don't if we don't give him tachshit, we don't give her perfume, we won't give her sedekah. We give we give perfume to He doesn't want her to be looked at disgusting. A person doesn't want his wife to be looking disgusting, and therefore he will pay for her perfume regardless, according to the one who says that you give sedekah. A guy who goes overseas and his wife dies. Betin will go into his bank account and bury her according to the husband's status. So if the husband has a fancy status with fancy funerals, they'll pay for the fancy one for her. Morris says, what do you mean? Only according to his kavod, not according to her kavod? Let's say her family had, was, was wealthier and had fancier funerals. You wouldn't do that? Emma, you're right. We would do that. Emma, afafik It means even according to his kavod. Of course, according to her kavod, but even according to his kavod. Ha-kamashan, this is the chidush. What's the chidush? The chidush is that she goes up with him. So if she marries him, she goes up to his status. But she doesn't go down with him. If she marries him, she still sticks at her old status. So if she's wealthy, she stays at her previous wealthy status. If she was born, she marries a wealthy guy, she goes up either way to the wealth. Amr of Ramana says, When a guy says, at the time when he dies. If she dies, don't bury her with my money. Show me, Lord, we listen to him. Why? So the guy dies and he says, if my wife dies after me, don't bury her with my money. We listen to him. Why? Because since he died first and she got a ketubah, so therefore, he doesn't have to bury her. Morris says, Maishna What's the difference if he said it? Even if he didn't say it, you should do it. Then definitely, coming out. Once he died, if he says it, that means that the, 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 his estate already went to his heirs and they got the money. Even if he didn't say, 
Already the kids have the money, and she has the Kiduma money, so why in the world would we ever bury her with his money? He died first, and the kids already inherited his money. There's no money to bury her. She should get buried with her Kiduma money. Ella, rather, if a guy says, if I die, don't bury me with my money. Rather, it's the guy money, and we don't listen to him. It's not right that he should that he should make himself his kids rich at the community expense. We're at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. She's always in the in the jurisdiction of the father. A woman who's a whether she's a Zero to twelve, or twelve, twelve and a half. Either way, she's in the possession of the father. Until she goes into the shutabal, into the possession of the, of the husband. Then it's with the chupah. What if the husband was in another town and he sent a messenger to pick up his wife from her father's house? Then once the the husband messengers took her, it's like he took her, and therefore she's in his possession. But if the father accompanied the, the husband's messengers, or the husband sent the messenger with the messenger of the husband, then she's in the father's resort, because since the father didn't relinquish her, therefore, because he still sent either his messengers or himself with the messengers of the husband, then She's still in his possession until she gets to the husband. If the father's messengers gave her the shukhebal, then of course she's in the bal to the shuk. Now, the Mishnah had said that a woman's always in the husband's in the father's shuk till she goes to the husband's shuk. What does it mean always? Why do you add the extra word always? Just say you are in the shuk. Rafuke. This is coming against the original Mishnah. What was the original Mishnah? It's now we learned, if the appointed time comes and they don't get married, in the olden days they used to do Kiddushin with a ring one year first, prior, and a year later they would do the Nisuin, the Chupa. Now if the Chupa time came and they did not get married because the husband is, uh, either the husband is dragging his feet, or because some accident happened, the husband's in jail or in the hospital, he can't come. She has the right to eat his food, which means the father could stop paying for her food, and now the grocery bill goes on the husband's account, not the father's account. Not only that, she's even allowed to eat truma at that point, because she is really technically the, the, supposed to be married to the husband. You might have thunk that. That was the original chat. But the Olam tells you, no, you're still in the husband, father's shoot until you actually get given, even though the time came. That's what we're coming to obviate. If the father gave her to the husband's messengers, then she's in the husband's shoot. Amar Rav, Rav says, 
chutz l'tshuma. Giving her to the shuhim works for everything, except for tshuma. She still can't eat tshuma. That's according to Rav. Rav Asi disagrees. Rav Asi amar af l'tshuma. Question: How could you say that she, she becomes her husband's officer for Tirumah? She's always in the shoot of the, of the father until you go to the Chupah. And according to what we said before, that's referring to the fact that she can't eat Truma. So you see, that until you go to the Chupah, she she can't eat truma. So how could Rav Asi say that you go for that giving to the, giving her to the shluchim works even for truma? I thought it says not for, when he said not for truma. Amar lo Rav Rav said to Rav Rav said lava minuchu lo tizdu batar ipcha. Don't ask questions on both sides. Chol shenukos he can answer you. Misidata zui kinsel chupat. When the father gives her to the shluchim of the baal, it's the equivalent of going to the chupat. That's according to Rav. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Yerusha. When we said that the, the father gave her to the shluchim of the husband, it's, she's in the husband's shoot. We what were we talking about? Not talking about Shuma. We're actually talking about Yerusha, which means that once the father gave her to the Shulchim. If she dies, the husband inherits her because it's, it's his wife already. However, for all the other things, he, he has to actually marry her. That's according to Shmuel. The Ketubata comes for the Ketubah. That means once you give her to the, to the Shulchim of the husband, you're in the husband's shoot for the ketubah. What does it mean for the ketubah? If it's talking about that if she dies, he inherits her, that's what Shmuel said. Which means that let's say she is given to the shluchim of the husband and then... On the way, the husband dies. Now, she goes to marry another guy. Do we say that she's a nisuah? She's a married girl, and she's entitled to a 200 ketubah. Because after all, she never, she never, no, she's an unmarried girl, and she's entitled to a, a ketubah of 200, because she never really got married. She never slept with anyone. Or do we say, no, but she was fully married. She was given to the shluchim, and therefore she's fully married, and she gets 100. The answer is that she only gets 100. And she's like, she's fully married, and that's what we meant when Rosh Lakish says that for the ketubah. Ketubah means for the next, for the subsequent Ketubah, she'll be entitled to a lower Ketubah because she's fully married. Rabbi Yochanan says that when we say that you give it to the Shuchim, she's fully there, it means for everything, even for Truma. We ask the contradiction. How could you say she's given to everyone even Juma? It says, We said later in the Mishnah that it, let's say the Shluchei Abal come to pick up Gertrude and say, Oh, come, you got to come with us to deal for the wedding. Okay, so the, the father gives Gertrude to the to husband, the Shliach, and they're driving to deal. If the father sent, went with them, or he sent someone with her, or 
or if the father, if or if the father went with the husband, and the woman had a field and she went to sleep with him in the in the place, but not to get married. Even though the the stuff that she brought from her father's house are still in her husband's house, it says that if she died, the father's inheriting her, right? Because we see that, the, that since on the way, she did not, she, she, she went to go take, uh, went to go, Uh, sleep with her father on the way, meaning she went to take, take a nap with her father on the way. The fact the fact is that the father is still inheriting her, and the bride continue. But the father gave her to the shuhebal. The she went with the husband. Even though her stuff is in her father's house, so. It depends. You, you see from here that the, the, what the, when, when she goes with her husband into a room, it depends if they're going for Nisuin or not. That's only for Yosha. The rule is that you never eat Shuma unless you get to the Chupa. And therefore, you see that it works only for Yerushin, for, for inheritance, and not for Shuma or other things. Mara says, you're right. This is bright that you have to do cool to you have to. This is a knockout on all the rabbis besides for Shmuel. Okay. Now, we're coming out at the end of everything that when you're given to the, when you're given to the Shulchin, it's, it's good for everything, but it's not good for Truma. You can't get Truma like the Brighter says. The woman who's a non-Kohen, who marries a Kohen, can't eat Truma until she goes into the Chuppah. But now we're going to clarify the Brighter itself. Hagufakasha, the bright itself is self-contradictory. Why? Amati, he said, he said that she went in to sleep in the chater. Tama, the reason why, Dilalin, is because they're going to sleep there. Hastama, but if you went in without that intention, L'shem Nisuin, that means if you went in without saying what you're going for, you're going for Nisuin. Because it says, you went in to just take a nap. Uh, what about the Sefer? If you go in in the Shem Nisuin, it sounds like, so we're asking a question like this. If you go in without saying what you're going for, if you say, I'm just going to take a nap, and I'm not getting married, that's for sure no. If you say, I'm going to get married, that's for sure yes. If you say, you're just going, and you don't say what it's for, what's Talakha? Amar Vashi, Stama Stamai Kamai Katani. Stam chatzer dida, lalin. Stam chatzer dide, lalin Depends who owns it. If the husband owns the, owns the area that they're going into, then stam is automatically nisuin. And if the area is owned by the father, then stam is only not for nisuin. Tanah, we learned in a brighta, new brighta. Masara, the father gave her to the husband's messengers. 
let's say she, after the father gave her to the husband's messengers, she sins with a different guy. So now, if she's engaged, she gets hila. If she's fully married, she gets chenek. So the is, she gets chenek, like she's fully married. How do we know that? It says that when, when we do sekila, that's because she did zinut in her father's house. That's coming to exclude a case over here where you're not in your father's house because the father gave you to your husband's messenger, so you're not in your father's house anymore. Very much person who said maybe it's coming probably inside the chupa Maybe it's only referring to a chupa itself and not shulchan Talking to a chupa without relations and not referring to this case. My mother told me chupa behed yektiba ktuba. It says beferush. And therefore, in the Suha, we know that you automatically get Chenek. Because in order to get Skila, you have to be Arusa and Meurasa and not Nesua. And therefore, one, if it's in the Suha, it says Beferush. So therefore, this Pasuk must be coming to tell you. Well, there's no Betavia coming to tell you about the case of the father giving her over to the reshut of the husband's messengers. My nesua, what does it mean, nesua? If it means actually fully married, in a case where she goes back the father's house before they give it to the husband then she, does, does she go back to the father's house that's what we're going to find out tomorrow we'll discuss this top of the page